If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, then you will be saved. Faith comes through hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. So what is true confession then and what is true hearing? This man was brought to Jesus who was deaf, who could not speak clearly. And his friends brought him to Jesus and begged him for healing. At this point, we can say that um, you can and you should bring your friends. Bring your friends to Jesus. Bring your friends to church. If they do not understand... If they do not yet confess or believe, that's okay. Don't worry about it. This stuff may not make sense to people in the outside world because the outside world is obsessed with unclear hearing and unclear speaking. Because who can hear anything that is clear these days? Who can even say that anything is what it actually is today? The world is confused about the most plain of topics. Male and female, he created them. is about as controversial as a statement as you can make today. And the world is obsessed with all of this. Alternative facts and all. Who can tell what's even real out there anymore? So bring your friends. Even though they may not understand Jesus. Just try it. Bring them. And if you can't go to their house on Sunday morning and bring them, well, bring them to Jesus in prayer and beg Jesus to heal their ears, to open their mouths, to unleash their tongues. You have friends and family who have closed ears, who have tongues that cannot speak that Jesus is Lord, and so you can pray for Bring them to Jesus in that way. But then what do we ask for? Well, lay his hand on them. That's what they say. They're begging Jesus. Lay your hands on him. Touch. The sacraments are not abstract ideas, nor is the gospel. The sacraments are the very touch of Jesus. Water is poured upon you in holy baptism, real water, and you are anointed and you are touched by the Lord and the giver of life. When you come to individual confession, the pastor's hand is laid upon your head with the life-giving words of absolution in the stead and by the command of Jesus Christ. Because the holy hovering hand just won't do. You need the touch of Jesus. The host is placed upon your tongue or pressed into your hand, the very touch of Christ. Sometimes Jesus does not heal people by touching them. They're just in a different place and Jesus says the word and they are healed. But there is something to contact with Jesus. Remember the woman who just has to come up and touch the hem of his robe, and even then she is healed. Jesus touches the untouchable, and he loves the unlovable. 
and his power is given out through touch. Strangely enough, maybe, I don't know how weird you think it is, but in the story today, his power and his healing are even given through his saliva, his spit. He spits and heals the man here in this story today. So you have tongue-touching, ear-poking, groaning to heaven, Jesus. And he touches that which he heals. He looks up to heaven and groans, sighs, because he sees the condition of mankind in which people are going around with stopped up ears and tongues that don't work. And he is absolutely grieved by what we have become. Because things are not supposed to be this way. Suffering and sickness, well, those things are not supposed to be. We did it to ourselves. And how much of this have we brought upon ourselves? Well, we do not know what is good for us. And we think we do. But if we're allowed to just do what we want and what we think is good, it will lead to disaster. We think we know more than we do. Socrates got it right when he said of the wise man that the wise man admits, what I do not know, I do not think I know either. So if we can see anything clearly here, it's that Jesus does things that we may not understand and that we certainly didn't see coming. When they brought the man to Jesus, did they think that, they, that he was going to take him off in private to heal him? Did they think that he was going to stick his fingers in the man's ears, touch his tongue, and then spit, speak a word, heal him, and then tell him to tell no one? I mean, I like, what is this guy going to do? Jesus heals him. One of the things he does is allows him to speak. What do you think he's going to go and talk about? Don't tell anyone. And Jesus says this all the time. Yet, don't tell anyone about this, okay? Now, we would rather, if we were in charge, we would have gotten Jesus to hire a marketing director and then capitalize on the success and let everyone know what he's done. Come on down, step right up. You can be the next one in line. We'd say, well, you got to get that word out. But Jesus does not want to be known for these sorts of things. He does not want to be the bread king. And ultimately, these things don't even do any good, do they? Despite all the healings, despite all the miracles, raising people from the dead, feeding people who are starving, who have nothing, they still nail him to a cross. And then as he's hanging there, they use it against him. Well, he saved others. Let him save himself. Hmm. So we must submit ourselves to Jesus, for he is Lord, not me. I am not the Lord of my own life. 
I cannot unstop my ears and I cannot free my tongue. I have been brought to Jesus, first by my father and by my mother, and then by so many other people in my life, even you. You have brought me to Jesus. How many times has the Lord come to me and opened my ears and loosed my tongue? How many times has Jesus taken me aside, spoken words that my ears could not hear? Jesus speaks to dead people. Jesus speaks to people who cannot hear. The word of Jesus that is spoken, be opened, is not even processed by this man. He can't hear it. Jesus speaks to a man who is deaf. and He can't hear it. So Jesus speaks and commands the ears to be opened. And then they are. Some Christian baptismal rites use that very word, ephetha. And then in the baptismal rite, you touch the ears of the person being baptized and you touch their tongue. I have not yet risen to that level of pastoral authority where I feel free to uh, touch the tongues of people being baptized. But whoever is next, let me know and we can see what we can work out there. I don't know. But uh, what is going on here? Jesus says, be opened. Well, baptism is so much more than something that you are doing because grandma wants to see you here doing it. Holy baptism is being brought into a way of life. It is something that begins a whole entire new life. And baptism binds you together with Christ that you would walk with him through life and through death through hell itself, through resurrection, all at the same time. The whole of Jesus Christ is given to you here in holy baptism, in water and word, and he touches you and he speaks to you, even though you may not know what really is going on. People say, well, how on earth could you baptize a baby? They don't know what's going on. Hey, Jesus speaks to dead people to deaf people, and even to children. Hmm. Maybe the word of Christ can do more than we think it can. And at the end of the day, Jesus also speaks to you. You. Do you really know what's going on? That man could not hear Jesus, but Jesus Christ commands the ears Faith is a gift that only Christ can give. And then the man begins to speak clearly. He begins to speak rightly. In the Greek, kai elali orthos. Orthos. You know this word. Orthodontics. Orthopedics. Orthodoxy. That's how the man speaks. Orthodontists make your teeth right. Orthopedics make crooked people right. Orthodoxy gives right glory. Ortho speech. He speaks rightly and clearly. So there is something about being opened by Jesus Christ in holy baptism, by his word, 
by his body and his blood touching you that allows you to speak clearly in a world of clouded uncertainty. I mean, no one else is doing this. What's going on? Can't tell you. But you have been freed up to actually speak and to confess Jesus is Lord. And if Jesus is Lord, and if we listen to him with our newly opened ears, what will we hear and what will we be led to do? To follow him? To love one another as he has loved us? To be forgiven of your sins? To give freely? Joyfully? The first Christians who heard these words of Christ... What did they do? Well, they sold everything they had. They devoted themselves to the teaching of the apostles. They devoted themselves to the prayers, to the liturgy. They devoted themselves to receiving the Holy Eucharist. They devoted themselves to the church, to the community of believers, to breaking bread with one another in their own homes. So much so that no one had any need. And then people were giving of themselves so freely that the church had to appoint and ordain a bunch of guys to help care for the community because the logistics of caring for one another got so complicated and they cared that much to be able to figure it out. So they ordained deacons in the book of Acts for the works of service. That is how much they cared about this stuff. Because... Christ had opened their ears and opened their tongues and given them the power to speak openly and rightly about all things. It is as if Jesus Christ is putting the world back together through clearly spoken words, through his words, and the words of those who have received them. This will free you from a world of confusion. Jesus is Lord, and he has given you the faith to speak this, to believe that he is raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, and that you too will speak this, and you too will be raised from the dead with that same glory. And you are given the freedom to speak these words of confession, to call sin, sin, and to receive forgiveness. Faith comes through hearing, and hearing through the word of Christ. Be opened. You have heard him, and you are given faith to speak clearly, to receive clearly. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.